You're now listening to Sandy at the Movies. It's the What's Coming Up edition, where we tell you what's coming up. So you can watch along if you want to. So we already talked. Uh, I'm Nathan. That's Ben. That's Jake. We. Ben, what do you sound like? Sound like this? Jake, what do you sound like? Usually. Something like this. Something like that. So. Just very briefly, gentlemen, let's tell people what's coming up so that they're, they know what's coming up, because we're always adapting and changing and morphing and saying, we should watch this and stuff like that. So we've got a movie coming up that we did because Jake had it on and was like, you guys want to do this one? We've got the greatest political satire of them all coming up. Yeah. We've got Ben's- We do? We've got Ben's staff pick. Oh yeah, buddy, we've got a bunch of- stuff in the can that hasn't been released yet the greatest we, political satire of them all the greatest political satire of them all my brain's not connecting dots well it is strange but i oh, love it <laughs> sorry we've got ben's staff pick a samurai classic i keep uh, thinking that these have been released it's been so long since we recorded them that yeah i know but they haven't because we're ahead. We just released our Gal- we Guardians. We watched a samurai movie. No, you know, I've kind of. comic book samurai. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, five of them, Jake? <laughs> that's why I wanted to do this episode, so that we could just say, hey, guys, here's the things that you could watch if you wanted to watch along with us. So things as- in our past or in your future. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> funny, how, funny how that works. Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So summer movie preview, we did that episode. Coming up next on the docket is Spider-Verse, and then Jones (laughs) of the Indiana Variety, Flash, Oppenheimer, and Mission Impossible. Have you guys had any more thoughts about those since we did our summer movie preview episode? Has anything changed? No. I feel like we probably saw the best one of them already. You think it's all downhill from here? Yes. No, absolutely not. Jake will never accept that. I will not accept it unless or until it happens. That's fair. After our next movie. It's probably a better attitude. If the the next movie doesn't overtake it, then it's all down the hill from there. The next one, Spider-Verse? Yes. Probably, yeah. That's your hope, right? Yeah, Spider-Verse. Jones. No, so, so what Guardians of the Galaxy wanted to do is say, the Guardians deserve to be in the conversation of great superhero franchise trilogies. That's what it tried to say. That's what it tried to say. We belong in the conversation yeah. with Raimi's Spider-Man and with Batman, with Nolan's Batman and everything else. Like we belong mm-hmm. in that conversation at least. With the Avengers trilogy, we belong mm-hmm. in the conversation. We belong in the conversation as best Marvel trilogy at least. You know, that's the kind of thing statement that Gunn tried to make and what the second entry in the Spider-Verse needs to do is say, "Hold my beer. We're taking this trilogy thing. I hope that they do, genuinely. It's interesting to compare trilogies, first of all, because I don't think that we've had a single successful trilogy of the ones, like the ba- the Christopher Nolan Batmans, arguably a good duology, not a great trilogy. Nope. Exact same thing for the Raimi Spiders. Yep. And what was the other one you said? I, I said the Avengers. Avengers. Which isn't really a trilogy. No. Yeah. That's kind just, of an ungainly beast. I mean, you could say that there was an Iron Man trilogy. You could say that there was. Uh, yeah, and that doesn't work because the middle, that's like a sandwich with bad meat. You see, there's a Captain America trilogy and a Thor trilogy. Well, 
there captain america trilogy became such just those were just avengers movies at the end of the day yeah and it wouldn't have been a good trilogy anyway there wasn't really a superman trilogy no you could say that there was a snyderverse trilogy snyder trilogy yeah i was just wondering i enjoy all those films to varying degrees in their snyder cuts but they are not actually good minus major maybe justice league so I mean, if you if, again, if you want to see Batman pull a, a toilet off the wall and smash it over Superman's head, then Batman v Superman. <laughs> we love to talk Dawn about Justice this. We really do. Is, yes. Uh, it's just like the tastelessness of Zack Snyder. For a man with such good taste in some ways, the idea that he ever in a million years thought that was a good idea is really tickles me pink. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I think Guardians might actually just by default be the best superhero trilogy that we have until Spider-Verse which is apparently thrones it. old enough to drink a beer, says to hold it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, Nolan's not, I, I just think Dark Knight Rises is a total whiff. I don't know what you guys' mileage is on I, that one. I, I, lo- I loved it at the time, but yeah, it's a terrible movie. I walked out of the theater and didn't, lo- and kind of despised it. None of those mo- Nolan movies really, it's just so Nolan. I loved Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises at the time. I don't know if and I you didn't any- like Begins? Not much. No. So I thought Begins was, at the time, was fun and refreshing, even though the whole microwave little... The third act of that the movie. The third act of that movie yeah. just, yeah, it was so bad. But And the di- I, dialogue I, I, was I, second only to the prequels in terms of, <laughs> auteurs don't need to write their own dialogue. Yeah. But I, I liked the... I was there for the, the gritty, realistic reboot of Batman that can live in this world, sort of, until the third act. Right. <laughs> I wanted to be. I was just never much of a fan of it, but and it does a lot of things wrong. It's got the yeah. lamest action of almost any superhero movie. It's got yeah. That was a big part of it for me at the time. I'm the Ra's like, oh. Ghoul fake out is disappointing if you're any kind of a Ken Watanabe <laughs> fan, which I am. But yeah, I liked it. I was there for it. And but we cannot pretend like as much as we might want to look back on Dark Knight and say, oh, Nolan and plot, no, plot holes. No, the Dark Knight Dark was... Dark Knight slapped at the time. It like it, the time. it was, yeah, it was awesome at the time. Slapped, yeah. one might even say. <laughs> Maybe. Might say awesome. <laughs> it still doesn't... It's still such a horrible mess of a movie on a rewatch. It's yeah, just no, like I, star power holding it together. No, my, minus about mm-hmm. 15 minutes of a compelling Oscar-winning star, star turn. There's really not much to it, but... Besides plot mechanics that... Yeah, Christopher Bale was amazing. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I was talking about Cillian Murphy. <laughs> Doesn't Oops. he show up in that one for a second? He, does. he, does. he gets to reprise his role. Yeah, his Cillian, iconic role. Cillian Murphy. Oh, my goodness. He's got scars. He wants to tell you the story of how... Uh, not Cillian Murphy, the Joker. He wants to <laughs> tell you about his scars. It's his thing that he does. Uh, he tells different stories every time. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. <laughs> Ooh, it's all no. coming together now. <laughs> uh, that was a special thing. Yeah, and the whole world was incredulous that he could out outdo Jack Jack Nicholson. Yeah, now everybody laughs at Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of which, we have made our goal, so I think that's coming up sometime. Oh, I, awesome! Oh, really? Wow! I cannot tell you people exactly when these things are going to drop. We're going to name three movies that we've already recorded that we already alluded to that are in the can that are classic films. One of them is a samurai comic book movie, but it's also a classic film actually but or classic series but they're going to sort of be interspersed where we don't have a blockbuster to talk about and plus we've got to get the two batmans and the two supermans in sometime so we met the goal and we got to do the donner batmans and the bird or 
the Donner Superman's and the Burton Batman's. That's fun. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. me too. And in an alternate universe, we could do the Burton Superman as well. Yes. <laughs> but we don't, With no, the we don't live spider. in that universe. <laughs> if people That's the universe that Nicolas Cage is Superman, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> and it's got the, have you guys ever seen the YouTube video of Kevin Smith being talking about his time as a writer on that mm-hmm. film? It's, no. It's a pretty mm-hmm. classic. No. Kevin Smith, obviously a great storyteller. And he talks about John Peters, the producer. And how John Peters' one thing was, and Kevin Smith does a much better job of making this a story than I'm about to do, but his one thing was it has to have a giant mechanical spider. Like, for some reason, this guy was just obsessed with... Did he produce uh, Wild Wild West? Well, that's, yeah, that's the punchline. Is <laughs> sorry. Smith, Smith actually walks off of the film like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to put a giant mechanical spider in your Superman movie. A couple of years later, he sits down to watch Wild Wild West, produced by John Peters. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> This guy went into producing to accomplish one thing that he wanted to see on screen. My uh, father's dying wish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have carried out at last. Oh, man. That's, we have to him to thank for Wild Wild West, oh, Jim man. West, Desperado. Rough rider. <laughs> no, you don't Crown- want nada. Crowning nada achievement of, of six guns. <laughs> Barry Sonnenberg's career. Oh, my goodness. Men, uh, Men in Black would actually be the crowning achievement and the uh, only achievement. Uh, <laughs> I like Men in Black 3. Yeah, it's fine, but Men in Black 1 is a genuinely inspired film, I think, and mm. nothing else that Sonnenfeld ever did was all that inspired. I guess you could argue for the Adams Family films, but never saw. I would not argue for them, personally. So anyway, yes, we're going to talk about one Donner Superman. We're going to talk about one Lester Superman. I assume we're doing the regular cut of Superman 2, although I'd be willing to... Never seen the Donner cut? I'd be willing to divide it up if you guys wanted to. I don't know that we're going to get two episodes out of doing the two cuts, but like if we wanted to have somebody report back, like if we wanted to assign somebody the Donner mm. cut and okay. assign somebody the Lester cut, we could do that. I'm also open to doing more than one video. It just feels like it might be overkill. I think the Donner cut's the way to go. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, you see, so you've seen both? Yep. Huh. Okay, cool. Well, we'll Very figure interesting. out. Very interesting. I think the Donner cut is a good movie. Oh, well, that's saying something. Yeah, the Superman 2 has always been... And I think the Lester cut sells out a good movie that was there for cheap, campy comedy. Yeah, well... That's my take. Now, I I haven't seen the Lester cut since I was a kid, but I had an opinion about it and feelings about it, and I watched the Donner cut with my kids, and I was like, oh, I actually like this. Hmm. I think somebody has to watch the Lester cut. I don't think we could do this without... A fresh take on it. A Lester cut critique because for I, sure i think most of our listeners will actually have grown up with that one and if they're at our age at least certainly i grew up with the lesser cut in, in any case we're gonna do we're not gonna do unless one of you guys really wants to i'm i have no interest in doing the richard Pryor superman film no, or no, the sun no the no, sun no. those are horrible those are just horrible movies they're and and i don't think that they'd be fun episodes they're, it wouldn't be that much fun to talk about no no way and i similarly the schumacher batman no no people no. have asked me are, are you gonna do batman and robin it'd Waste be really fun time. to hear i'm just gonna tell you guys it wouldn't be that fun to hear us do you, you can go on the internet you can find lots of internet comedians tearing a new one for batman and robin it's a fun movie to make fun of but I just, I don't want to do two hours of something I know I'm going to hate and just like going in for the sole purpose of my, making jokes about Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff. That's just, I'm sorry. That doesn't, I'm always happy. Metal rock that man. Yeah. I'm happy when we accidentally see a bad movie and we get to tear it apart, but I don't want to intentionally, we're not a bad movie podcast. We're a good movie podcast. You know, fun context is I am 
slowly working through the Adam West Batman. Oh, really? For real? Is that the with my kids? kids. Yeah. yeah. Huh. They just, like, they stumbled into its existence somehow. And we're like, what's that? And I was like, y'all don't know what that is? And they're like, no. And I was like, yeah, yeah this is the kind of thing I grew up. I'm going to spend the night at my grandparents. We're going to watch this at, on Dick at Night kind of thing. And I thought it was fun and cool. And they're like, let's watch it. And I'm like, yeah, you sure? And they're like, yeah. So I put it on. And they're like, enjoying it. Talk about a, lot a thing that's well engineered. Huh. I mean, it's so simple what it's doing, but it works on at least two levels. Like kids really can actually enjoy it as a Batman story. Yeah, and, and they then are it's so snide and like <laughs> making it just, it's such a mocker. Like you watch it as an adult, and <laughs> they're like climbing up the just the, uh, it's the, <laughs> the bat dance. I mean, it's just it's so stupid. That's the pilot. Yeah, the bat dance is the pilot. I didn't realize that. Like, that's the very first episode is Batman's dancing. I love the straight face that they play and the rogues gallery, Cesar Romero, Burgess Meredith, Frank. Yeah, Cesar Romero Romero hasn't showed up yet because we're only, we just finished just the very second arc. So Burgess Meredith has the second arc. What's his face? The Riddler. Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin had the first one. He's always my favorite. I really like him. So, yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. They're both awesome. He's and actually genuinely just a tad menacing. Like, yeah. Well, the laugh itself that he yeah plays, huh. and the lo- he's got a look. He's got it's kind of like, dead eyes. There's or a real like psychotic vibe about this dude. Psychopath. Psychopathy. 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 There you go. Yeah, where the others are kind of silly, and Burgess Meredith, of course, refused to shave his mustache, which makes you him- mean Caesar Romero. Yeah, Caesar Romero. Yeah, yeah, which um, is always hilarious. Which is always hilarious. But yeah, no, I love the Batman show, and I think that if you look at the way that dialogue sometimes is written on, say, a Chip and Lance or a Ville or something, just the, that sort of knowing arch sort of. Let's oh yeah, explain. well, I think I think it's actually. Uh, giving some context for Chip and Lance to my kids, you know, just the, the con- last time on yeah. Batman, our heroes. The conventions of old pulp things. And yeah, the- just like throughout. And then they comes to the end of every episode and it's always, is this the end for Batman and Robin? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, is this the end for Chip and Lance? That Did you guys take this from the Batman movie mm-hmm. or show? Is Not it- intentionally. Um yeah. Well, and, and then you've got all the boring stuff with pretty ladies, all the 60s sex politics of, of it all, which is goes on and on and is terrible. Bruce Wayne's always going to fall in love with some society dame or something like that. In any case, maybe I'm thinking more of the Batman movie, which are, would be hard for our listeners to talk me into wanting to do that. The Adam West movie is pretty fun. It's got the shark repellent. It's got some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Um, <laughs> beyond that, it's actually kind of boring. But it's got those two things. Okay, so 60s Batman, yeah, 60s Batman rules. Just some fun, so the only reason I thought of that was you mentioned Batman and Robin. Right, which, you know. Spoofs on that a little bit. Spoofs on it, has some callbacks, you know, whatever. He says holy something. Holy rusted metal Batman, I think is the line. Yeah. Because they're standing literally on holy on rusted metal that has holes in it, you know, and that's the joke. It's a hilarious joke. It's great. I thought it was funny at the time, actually. As it was. A kid. It, it was, was funny, funny at the yeah. time. No, it was, it was good probably joke. the only time in the movie that I laughed. But no, that's about right. In any case, we're not going to do the Kilmer. We're not going to do the Clooney. We're just going to do the Keaton. Both Bruce Wayne and Batman. That's Val like, Kilmer's moral. That's the moral. That's what he says from... to Nicole Kidman, I think. Oh yeah, when he rescues her. Doctor Chase Meridian. 
Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. The embarrassing oh. early role for Nicole Kidman just playing the sex pot psychiatrist. Man, that is some dumb stuff. Okay, not going to do it. Don't care. It's terrible. It's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch Tommy Lee Jones embarrass himself. It's a, a Jim Carrey, uh, you know, uh, I don't think Jim Carrey's comedy really translates, uh, has crossed the bridge of time for me very well. Not that I was ever a huge like Ace Ventura guy or whatever, but I'm especially not a huge Ace Ventura guy now. So anyway, there, those are all my thoughts on Batman Forever. Also, what a silly title. <sighs> so yeah, we'll get those in. I don't think we're going to be able to get them in before The Flash, although that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Even if we got them recorded before the flash, I don't know that we'd release, release them. them before the flash. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe on a personal note, I will try and watch them before the flash. Just I don't know. We could talk about scheduling. We won't make our listeners listen to us talk about scheduling. We've got three classic movie episodes recorded right now. The first one is the greatest political satire of all time, released in 1964. Does somebody want to say what that is? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, mein Führer, I have a podcast. I see that. Thank you. <laughs> Four stars. At Dr. Strange Love, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Yes, Dr. Strange Love's seminal masterpiece. Stanley Kubrick's <laughs> seminal masterpiece. And the word seminal feels very appropriate because, <laughs> boy, is it naughty. Not in a way that I feel bad watching it on the podcast, but it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Full of double entendre. So that's a thing. <laughs> a phrase that we only know because of James Bond and movies from the 60s like Dr. Strange Love. Would we actually know the term double entendre if not for that? I say no. Is there a movie with more visual double entendre? No. And does it start with it starts with the most aggressive double entendre, maybe if any. And there's yeah. a lot of movies with verbal double entendre, mm-hmm. but as much visual double entendre, I don't think it's possible. I think you'd have to go to like a, a bad Monty Python. You'd have to go to like something. you know one of those '80s, '70s like Airplane or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and even the, then, it's going to be more verbal than visual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you get you're still going to spoof it in like a Austin Powers or something like that. Yeah, a way that's just more crass, actually. But, right. But it is a great movie and a great satire. And if you haven't seen it and you're an adult who can handle some sophisticated humor. Nothing. I just replayed. This, yeah. The scene in your mind. The scene in like, my mind. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But it's a movie that still actually has something to say. And I think not just for the conservatives, but for, eh, I don't know. It's a weird, we talk about it in the episode, but it's strange how the military industrial complex is now owned by the left. What happened, guys? That's just a very strange thing that's happened. In, or maybe not so strange. I don't know. But in any case, the movie is just as fresh and compelling and satirically on point as it ever was. And if not more so with Ukraine and Russia and all that stuff. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Dr. Strangelove, you may not want to watch it twice, but you owe it to yourself probably to see it at least once. Now, another one that we've got lined up is a comic book samurai classic series of five films which we reviewed and you'll definitely have heard of them 
And we definitely watched all five of them. Yeah. We intended to watch only one. We intended to watch one. We got kind of sucked Ben in. made us watch the first one as his staff pick, and then we were like, we were all compelled enough. Plus, I think somebody, either Ben or I, was having a baby during that time. And yes, we are. It was we, me. We both produce asexually. We were our bodies were splitting apart <laughs> like amoebas, and needed something to take our mind off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gave something to take our, the pain. Right. If, if you've seen John Carpenter's The Thing, that's how me and Ben reproduce. <laughs> it's like the thing. We split apart into these grotesque things, and and you don't want to see our children because they'll bite your arms off. Oh man, the scariest part of the thing—the guy goes to do like the life-saving paddles. What are those things called? Defibrillators. Yeah, he does. He's going to do defibrillators. He doesn't. But what he doesn't know is the guy he's trying to defibrillate is actually the thing. And so he goes to defibrillate, and then the guy's chest opens up into a maw with teeth, and his hands just go in, and then it closes and bites him off, and. Super surprising and scary. It's a great jump scare and great practical effects. And don't watch it if you don't like gory stuff. But it's so old school. This is a movie I've seen and took somehow. I'm not a horror guy, but this movie is just old school. So yeah, it's it's old school. It's scary. ridiculous. Never seen it. Not a horror guy and don't like gore and not inclined to go see it. <laughs> I mean, it's My, it's got some of the fun of an alien or a predator. I, w- I would see it with you guys. It's yeah. an awesome Kurt Russell movie. Kurt Russell is just the man. I don't personally, when something's as abstracted as an alien, I just don't find it all that. I mean, it was gross. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, but I'm just always, it's I know I've said ridiculous. this before, like if, if I see someone cut, get a paper cut in a movie, I will close my eyes. If I see an alien burst out of someone's chest, there's just not that, not enough to relate to about that. It's just like, okay, this is special effects. It just, it does not bother me but i realize your mileage may vary on that anyway why are we talking about the thing we didn't watch it <laughs> for a very good reason <laughs> for a maybe. very good reason while our wives were giving babies <laughs> while our wives were having babies we were in the other room watching veroni <laughs> kenshin veroni kenshin a wonderful series of very serious japanese melodramas about a samurai who engages in action and adventure. It's pretty great. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, I say a serious melodrama, but it's not homework. It's I, I just want to tell you, it takes itself pretty seriously, but the action is very comic booky, and he does, like, jumps, and there's swords, and... <laughs> it's really, really fun. Flying battleships, and different weapons. The and, choreography is just so fun and compelling. Yes. It's just really... It scratches the itch of, oh, no, the wife's at women's night and the kids are in bed. And what I'd like to watch is John Wick, but, oh, maybe not because it's so violent and nihilistic nihilistic and gross and has some sexuality in it. I wish there was something a little bit cleaner, but just as, like, fun. Yep. This is that. Yep. It is that. It's great. And it's got it's a super fun. pretty good story and a likable cast of characters. And it's just bags of fun. Roroni Kenshin. You can watch, I think there's two of them on Netflix and there's two of them on Chumbawamba <laughs> service. What is that thing called? There's, Crunchyroll. Is there's Crunchyroll. three on Netflix and two on Crunchyroll, if memory serves. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So you got to watch number one on Netflix and then you got to watch parts two and parts three. And then yeah. we highly recommend watching. So there's a. There's kind of a trilogy, and then there's a prequel and a sequel. 
we watch the prequel first. Watch the prequel first, and then the sequel. Even though that's out of release order, you'll be better served it, that way. Yeah, it's definitely better that way. You will be disappointed, I think, if you don't do it that way. In any case, Rurouni Kenshin, that's something you can watch. If it sounds at all intriguing to you, you'll probably enjoy it. And finally, we've got the greatest sports film of all time. He could have been a contender. In fact, he was a contender. He was none other than our old pal, Rocky, Rocky. Balboa. Yep, we're watching Rocky Balboa, 2005. <laughs> <laughs> no. Horrible sixth sequel. No, no, no. We're watching the original Rocky from 1976. I think this is a movie I've avoided having us do for a couple of years because I'm just like, what are we going to say about Rocky? But it turns out we had a really great discussion about Rocky, and uh, Ben had some context that he provided on the noble art of pugilism, yeah. which led to a pretty great discussion of just fighting and sports fighting and boxing movies in general and sports movies in it's a general. It's really fun episode. And then the violent urge in men and how society should, we went pretty deep and it was a lot of fun. And, but, but it wasn't homework. It was fun. It was, it was a good episode. Plenty of Rocky, plenty of good stories from the production of Rocky. And you know, you got Adrian, you got Rocky, you got Burgess Meredith again, our favorite Batman villain. So good stuff. So that's coming up. And again, I don't know the release dates. I'm just going to, I'm going to pepper these classics in with the blockbusters as we have open Thursdays when we release our episodes, but that's all coming soon. If you want to watch any of that stuff with us, you can watch the first two Superman movies. You can watch the first two Batman movies. I think that's everything. I have a nagging feeling that there's something else we're supposed to be telling you, dear listener. I can't think what, but yeah, I don't know what it would be. I guess, uh, what are you guys predicting on the Batmans and Supermans? you think they'll hold up? you think we'll actually like them? I think the Supermans will hold up and we'll actually like them. And <coughs> I'll be glad I showed them to my kids. Mm-hmm. And I think the first Burton Batman is going to be just as oddly compelling as it was before and just as yuck and dark and mm-hmm. gross as... I kind of remember it. And the second one is going to amp that all up. That's what I think. Yeah. I will say the second one is actually the one I'm most looking forward to. I haven't seen it forever. And second one is an actual movie. I, I remember it being some kind of twisted from yeah. Tim Burton's id masterpiece of disgustingness. Yeah, that's what I remember it too. Is, it and is it was gross. like, you know, it was all but banned in our house after we watched it the first time. Yeah, it's, yeah, we were. I was not allowed to watch it as a kid. It's more like it's more like Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Except it's inst- instead of being fun, it's <laughs> something else. No, Tim Burton, obviously a very wounded fella, and I think mostly he's not. He hasn't actually channeled it. He's just sort of made it into an aesthetic and kind of sold it out in his movies. I don't think that he's a great like wounded, dark artist like some people think. But Batman. Returns might be the movie where he just like was like, all right, I'm going to just like throw all my id on the screen and just just get it out of my system. Only he didn't get it out of his system, but it is some kind of mean spirited, dark. We're going to send penguins to to murder our children. (laughs) And one of them, visually speaking, one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. Even still, I think that will hold up. Yeah. Is it weird that the one I'm actually least looking forward to rewatching is the the Nicholson I'm I'm expecting that. No, it's it's it is oddly compelling, like Jake says, but it's also at the same time quite tedious. Like it's both. Yeah, I've yeah. always found that to be the experience. Like this is a tedious movie. It's not that exciting, but it's also like hard to take your eyes off it. There's so much that it's just like 
it's Kim Basinger and the reporter guy trying oh, to figure man. out Batman. That it's no fun. Yeah, that stuff I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, it's it's such a weird movie. Yeah. And Nichol- I don't know that I'm actually looking forward to Nicholson. I'm, I'm just afraid it's just going to be like, well, there's Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson. Yeah. But it'll be fun to talk about. Yeah. And I've not seen the Superman movies, any Superman movies since I was a kid. So I'm really looking forward to those. I remember loving the Richard Lester cut of Superman too, actually. Like mm-hmm. Zod and Ursula and me too. They, the big brute guy's name. Like I just thought they were so fun and cool. Mm-hmm. Kneel before me. So I'm looking forward to that one, even yeah. though it might arguably qualitatively be the worst movie that of the four. Okay. So that's what's coming up. Forewarned is forearmed. I still feel like there's something we should be telling you, listener, but I have no idea what it is. I guess we can do another podcast or we'll drop it in our Discord, which you can access through patreon.com forward slash sanity at the movies. A thriving community of people talking about movies, talking about, well, mostly movies as you would expect. So yeah, go there. Don't be square. Until next time. Ayo, Adrian, we did it. We sure did. (laughs) I hit the wrong button again. Actually, I hadn't done it. (laughs) 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 All right, let me see if I can hit the right button. Can I have another quote? Until next time. Uh, You got such a smorgasbord. He makes art until someone dies. Devil Moonlight? Oh, the, the movies we you, haven't seen You want to get nuts? Let's, Let's get, get nuts. nuts. Here comes the music. Get nuts. <laughs> I don't like that usage in The Flash very much. thought I was pandering. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it's the right kind of pandering.